episode 201. Listen to the voice within. I'm Stacey Lindis from Podcast PD, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in. It's another week, another lesson that I cannot wait to share with you. And you know it, I refer to you as elite because not only are you tuning in on your time off, but you are also willing and able to apply what you are learning into your daily life. And each and every week you show up bigger and better in your own life. And that is commendable. So thank you for tuning in and living up to your title of elite educator. Let's talk about how the gut instinct we are born with is actually tied to our talent. And when we ignore it, we shut the door on putting our gifts to good use. Let's reignite your passion and your potential. Are you ready? Here we go. This is the last episode in 2019. I am pumped for 2020, but that's a whole other podcast episode. Thanks to those of you who personally contributed to last week's celebratory episode 200 in the books. Time to crack open the next 200 right about now. So the rationale for this particular episode hit me weeks ago, and I put it in my phone hoping I wouldn't forget This is generally how I hold on to blogging and podcasting ideas because I operate from a space of authenticity. I cannot talk to you passionately if I'm not feeling it. And I know to work smarter, I should calendar out my content topics for the year or quarter or month and work backwards. But for once, that type A sort of planning doesn't work for me. In this one time and space, I have got to be totally connected to my most raw feelings. So when something hits me, I jot it down and flip it back to you at the next opportunity. So here we are. Episode 201. Listen to the voice within. Sounds a little frou-frou or maybe even woo-woo or whatever you want to call it, but I promise to give you actionable tips you can apply right now in your situation. So hang on with me just a minute. My three-year-old is obsessed with princesses. I'm sure I've told you that before. And it's comical because I was such a tomboy. I don't know where she gets it from, but if it's glittery, ginormous, and some sort of attention getting, (laughs) my daughter's going to wear it. So princesses seem to be her current obsession. And she loves watching Frozen at home. So my mom and I took her to Frozen 2 in the theater. Uh, She's an extremely active child. So making it through two hours plus previews is like competing in an Ironman. I mean, not that I would know, but I'm pretty sure I'm deserving of some sort of trophy. And I also hate to admit it, but 
I think I liked the movie more than my daughter did. But the point is, I went home thinking how inspired I was by the main character, Elsa. If you don't know anything about this movie, no worries, because it really doesn't matter. But for curiosity's sake, it's about two sisters living in this castle. One sister, Elsa, has some secret powers. She can turn everything she touches into ice. Uh, she uses it for good, so don't worry. I'm not going to spoil the whole plot. A lot happens as they grow older and they end up not living together any longer. And fast forward to the second movie. Elsa's trying to figure out why she has this talent. So she decides to go out on an adventure and she sings this song called Into the Unknown. This song, y'all, oh my goodness, it's an annoyingly addicting coup that she hears and she follows and she sings back to it. And if you ever saw the movie Polar Express, it's kind of like that. It's like the sound that only she can hear and it calls to her. Now that I think of it, that kind of sounds like Moana. <laughs> Apparently, I watch way too many Disney flicks. But anyway, besides singing that dang coup over and over in my head every day of my existence, I realized what was truly happening and how that message is important to my growth as a person and as a professional. So let's dig into what this all means. And then I'm going to bring it back home and tell you how you can take these same principles and apply it to your personal and professional life. So first characteristic of Elsa being able to make ice. This is a characteristic that's unique to her. No one in the world has that ability. Her sister doesn't understand it, nor her parents. She herself doesn't understand it. Yet it is undeniably her greatest asset. And as she grows, she learns to use it better and always uses it for good. So that's the first point that I want to make there. Number two, Elsa's reaction. So she hated that she was different. She hated that she didn't know why she was so unique. She didn't want to stand out. She just wanted to blend in. I mean, can anyone relate to this? But what she was running away from was what was her greatest asset and what her future held for her and what she was meant to do and become. Number three, she had an inner voice. So Elsa heard some physical prompting and that coup that called her over and over to the point she couldn't ignore it eventually bugged her enough that it moved her to action. She decided to go after what was calling her. And I almost cried cheering her on like for no other reason than she's just a bad A princess in my book. Hopefully you know what I mean by that. <laughs> so into the unknown she went. And feel free to Google that video or song. I know you're dying to just be annoyed <laughs> and hear what I'm talking about. It's going to get stuck in your head. So you may not want to do that. But lastly, number four, Elsa's courage. So like I said, she's a bad A in my book. She didn't show fear. She didn't act scared. She just faced that voice head on. And as she went into the unknown, she was focused and determined and courageous. And she ended up getting all the answers that she desired, embraced her uniqueness and lived a happy, fulfilled life. Sorry to ruin the ending for you. But what the heck does all of this have to do with you and with me and with education? Great questions. Let's answer that now. We're going to start with what this has to do with us, you and I. So Elsa teaches us 
that we are born with something that sets us apart. It's our gift to give back to the world. And we spend much of our life trying to figure out, A, what our gift is, and B, how to use it for good. <laughs> Luckily, Elsa's much smarter than us, apparently, because she knew the answer to both those questions almost immediately. She, however, spent much of her time asking why. I mean, which is something we might never know ourselves, so don't get caught up in that. What we can learn from Elsa, though, is to stop ignoring the promptings. Your gut feeling is usually right. Your greatest asset cannot reach its potential if you're spending all of your time and energy holding it beneath the surface. Sometimes you just have to accept it and go after your gut feeling with gusto because your gift and how to use it will be revealed if you chase that gut feeling and you don't hold back when something feels natural to you. And over time, it's going to develop, it's going to become stronger and more acute, and your superpower is going to get sharpened. So what does this all have to do with education? Well, there are so many of us trying to just fit in. We want to do what Pinterest shows us to do. We want to be what Instagram shows us to be. We want to imitate and copy and imitate and copy. But when you're busy being someone else, you're neglecting being you. You are here to do your own work, learn your own lessons, apply your own gifts. You are unique on purpose. So stop blending in. You are literally throwing out your gifts instead of putting them to good use. And it's time to make your mark in education. It's okay to look at your peers or for social media or on social media for inspiration, but you have to rely on your own talents first and foremost. Your students and the staff you work with are wanting to learn from you, and they can't do that at the level that they should be able to because you're busy withholding your greatest talents from them. Stop that. Be the educator you are meant to be. Why put that off? Because it's scary, because it's hard, because you don't have all the answers. Elsa just went into the unknown like a boss. And you're going to do that too. And here's what I want you to do. Think about what your superpower is. What is your unique talent or gift? What sets you apart? And in the biz, we call it a niche. So find your niche. What are you known for? What do people continue to come to you asking questions about? What is your expertise or your knowledge base? What just comes easy to you when it seems impossible for others to do? And when you've decided upon your superpower, or if you're lucky enough, superpowers, it's time to allow yourself to be present in it. Pull back the curtain, go all out, be in your gift every moment of every day. Learn about it, try it out, experience its power. It'll grow stronger and you'll get better at executing it. Before long, you're going to be building ice castles and stunning sculptures like Elsa. Okay, just kidding. But lastly, I want you to just go learn about it. Just because you're a natural doesn't mean you're an expert. Boom. That's good. Just because you're a natural doesn't mean you're an expert. You still have room to grow and to learn and to hone your craft. So start researching, hang around other folks with similar gifts, read books, join Facebook groups, attend conferences, whatever you can do to gain all the knowledge and practice as possible to level up your talent, the better. So the three steps, thinking about your gift, embracing and being in the moment with your gift, and then growing your gift through learning more about it. 
This actually seems very similar to a process that we ask our students as we return to school after holiday break. And most of us ask our students to make resolutions, right, for the new year. I even created a classroom resources for teachers to do this activity with their students, but it's not just a, a similar activity where you list out all these things you want to accomplish. It's actually a process. And I developed this because I realized there was this gap in what we were wanting students to do. All the meaning was left out of the activity. So I asked teachers to have their students first brainstorm a list of goals or accomplishments that they want to achieve in the new year. And that's pretty standard across grade levels. Most teachers ask them. Here's where it starts to get different. Then students prioritize the most important or significant items on the list. And then they work backwards to build, in essence, a track of many milestones to get there. So this is where most teacher-directed activities for helping students make resolutions fails. We just say, here, make a resolution. Great, let's put it on the bulletin board and move on with our lives. Well, the likelihood of any of those goals coming to fruition is slim to none. But when we teachers prompt students to go a step further and make that pathway for which they're going to travel so that they can achieve those goals, everything changes. And by the way, if you're interested in that process, I'll put the link in the show notes. Just go to alwayslesson.com and click on podcast. You'll find this show and everything you need right there in the post. So what can we take from Elsa and then this whole idea of New Year's resolutions? We have natural talents and we must put them to use or else a horrible coo sound is going to wake us up in the middle of the night until we can't ignore it any longer. <laughs> no, kidding. But many of you might feel like you are familiar with that sense that you aren't doing what you're meant to be doing or that you ignore something you like and enjoy it because it's just not popular. New Year's resolutions aren't just statements we write. They are north stars to carry us into our potential. They are our guideposts for which we operate each and every day. We are pers- pers- We are pursuing our own unique best. And if we aren't doing that, we are posers. We are imposters. We are failing our future. We are here to use our gifts. We've got to start figuring out what those are and then doing the work to shine them up and put them out into the world. As you go into 2020, be an Elsa. Go after that inner calling with gusto. Don't be ashamed for what makes you great. We don't need to be alike. We need to be different. That's what makes life fun and exciting and worth living. Let's stop being carbon copies of what we think we should be. And let's be the true, authentic, original copy that we were born to be. Go out into the unknown this year. Chase that calling before it chases you. Don't have fear. Get excited for what's to come. And don't forget that gap. Don't just make a resolution or tell yourself you're going to be more authentic. Create the pathway for you to do that each and every day so you can actually achieve what you're setting out to do and become. My friend Kim Straubel shared something on social media recently that just fits perfectly into this message today. If you want a daily dose of inspiration, just go follow Kim on Instagram. It's Kim Strobel Joy. Or you can turn tune into her podcast, She Finds Joy. But she shared a quote image and it said, You must believe deep inside of you, you were born to do more than survive, make a living, and die. You were created with a gift, a gift trapped inside of you. Your job is to find that gift 
and share it with the world. I mean, come on. The universe is talking to us, people. Here I am telling you this lesson that I've learned from the silly movie Frozen 2. Then I'm scrolling through Instagram and I find Kim's quote. I mean, clearly I need (laughs) to take my advice and I'm passing it on to you so we can do this thing together. In fact, I'd love to hear about your resolutions and what you've decided your gifts are. And even more importantly, I want to know those action steps. Remember, we got to fill the gap. We got to make that plan so that we can bring everything to fruition. So if you're willing to share with me what your resolutions and gifts and action steps are, shoot me an email at Gretchen at alwayslesson.com. That way I can cheer you on and hold you accountable and also know that I'm not alone working on this lesson that I am learning. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on fulfilling your natural born calling. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. <laughs>